We're bringing back call a Twitter famous person. We're going to call at Sam Lansky. He's the Hollywood editor at Time Magazine. He has 25.3 thousand Twitter followers. He also happens to be the official Coachella correspondent of The Bossy Show. Um, as you know, we like to stay up to date with what's going on in the world. So Sam went to Coachella this weekend, and we just wanted to check in with him on, you know, the overall political climate of Coachella. Okay, like, can you, like, describe the scene? Like, who was there? What was the hot gossip? I mean, everyone was there. The the who's were out in full force. I mean, like, everyone, everyone who you recognize vaguely but cannot identify um, by name was present at Coachella. Oh, yeah, that's my friend. <laughs> I know her. Um, yeah, no, it was all of them. They were all out there. I did see Kendall Jenner entering. She had security. She had a black hood covering her face. Wow. Not look like she was having a good time. Did she seem uh, like did she seem like sullen or like worn down by the weight of Trump's volatile foreign policy strategies or lack thereof? I would not editorialize and go that far. <laughs> I will say that uh, that uh, everyone in in Trump's America um, you know was feeling the weight of that at Coachella, I think. It was it was unavoidable. Right, like specifically. Exactly what Kendall was going through specifically, but uh, I, I don't think you're necessarily far off. And just to confirm, she was not drinking Pepsi. I did not see a Pepsi. No, that Great. is correct. Um, also, I saw on your Twitter feed that you talked to Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, did she, <laughs> the Queen of Pop, did she seem like super plagued by war? I didn't get that vibe exactly, but I, I did <laughs> intimate in my conversation to her that now more than ever we need her uh particularly the gaze of twitter um <laughs> you know these are these are dark times for all we need more music from carly ray jepson i, yes. I wager to say that, side that c short, <laughs> yes. of, yeah no like give me side c um short of some kind of significant policy changes uh a new carly ray jepson album is the only thing that can fix these trying times Wow. Totally. Can you hear that audio of another call coming in? Sorry, I have a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I did see some white people in Native American headdresses, and I was like, no. God, like, didn't we, I thought we, no, really? Yeah, I thought, like, like BuzzFeed has, like, dragged them for years enough that, like, white people would have, like, known to stop. It yep, is BuzzFeed like, the Bible like of white people? should have been resolved by now, and uh, I <laughs> At Sam Lansky, thank you so much for calling in and being our official Coachella correspondent. I really hope you don't go back next weekend. Um, I would never, will not, hard pass. Over the last couple years, the political climate in the U.S. has become increasingly scary. People of color are under attack. Queer and trans people are under attack. Women's rights, you guessed it, they're under attack. The post-election vibe amongst young women is, this sucks. I want to help, but how? My name is Jill Gutowitz. And I'm Carmen Rios. We're bringing together your favorite stars with politicians, activists, and analysts to talk current issues, U.S. government, and activism. We're all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wokeness. This is The The Bossy Bossy Show. Coming up, we've got Anna Akana in studio. We're going to talk about war. More specifically, Trump's volatile relationship with North Korea and his complete lack of knowledge on foreign policy. Plus, we're going to call Heather Hurlburt. Heather worked in the State Department and Congress. She was a speechwriter for President Clinton and then Hillary Clinton when she was Secretary of State. Oh, and if you partaketh, then happy 420. 
So things continue to be not great in Trump's America. We are officially in the dark ages, or we're about to be. Every week there seems to be like a thing of the week. This week it's nuclear war. The funnest thing. Great. <laughs> Feels good. Um, North Korea, as we know, has historically been unstable, dangerous, terrifying, very anti-U.S. Um, the difference between the last 10 years and now is, I mean, Donald Trump, for one, um, he is provocative in ways that aren't fun. <laughs> um, the other is that they're actually making progress. Like, their nuclear program is significantly more developed now, uh, more closer to being able to actually succeed in dropping a nuclear weapon on the continental U.S. Um, and now someone as equally as insane as Kim Jong-un is uh, here provoking them. Yeah. And so the big news as of Tuesday morning were two things. Um, one, a North Korean envoy warned that, quote, thermonuclear war may break out at any moment, which is like so comforting they could put on a Hallmark card. Into it. I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm sending you that. <laughs> My new brand is nuclear war. Thermonuclear war. <laughs> Drew is just shaking his head in this app. Um, and so this this update came after multiple provocations from the Trump administration. Um, you know, North Korea tests missiles all the time. A lot of us test missiles all the time. I'm really into it. <laughs> but, you know, they don't actually, like, do anything. It's like a show of power. But obviously, Trump, being a small child, is like, cool toys. I'm going to blow you up and end the world. <laughs> and so then Vice President Mike Pence went to the demilitarized zone, which is this neutral land between North and South Korea. Um, and he sort of taunted North Korea by saying that the U.S.'s era of strategic patience with them was over. Um, I mean, and obviously we say taunting because it's literally right now, it's like watching little kids poke each other with sticks. Um, and so now North Korea has confirmed to the BBC that they're going to be conducting more missile tests on weekly, monthly, yearly bases um, and said that a, quote, all-out war will result if the U.S. takes military action. And, I mean, I feel like also the just as a heads up, the missile they tested now has the capacity to reach the shores of the U.S., on the California side, save the only place worth saving in this nation. Great. <laughs> Stop uh, the war. <laughs> uh, I think they, they've always been trying to provoke the U.S., and I think it sucks right now that we have a person who's just downright stupid, who I, like, I mean, like, you have Barack Obama, and, like, North Korea is making these threats, and he's just like, yeah, okay. Like, he, like he's a person you can trust. Like, I was never, during the Obama presidency, like, worried that we were going to go into all-out nuclear war with North Korea. And now that we have Trump as our president, I'm like, I don't know, because he's dumb. Trump, in an interview this week, he talked to Fox News, uh, and twice in the, in the interview referred to, quote, this gentleman in North Korea, who he said outplayed both presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, um, the late North Korean ruler Kim Jong-il died in 2011. So, like, so, half of Obama's terms and all of Bill Clinton's presidency were, they were dealing with Kim Jong-il. Um, so this gentleman does not apply. And to put things in perspective, in terms of, like, where we stand with world powers, Russia hacked our presidential election. No one cares. Donald Trump definitely doesn't care. <laughs> North Korea hacked Sony Pictures. <laughs> 
Right. Um, just to also briefly touch on like other, you know, things that are going on in the world, other foreign relations that we are blowing. Um, Trump's <laughs> uh, Trump's Syrian airstrike was the first time America has attacked the Assad regime. Um, he dropped the quote "mother of all bombs," which we know um, was that, that is, two weeks ago. How dare they use the word "mother"? In there. I know. Um, the father on, of all bombs. He on, he dropped it on a government airbase, um, and it was ineffective. Uh, they resumed uh, using the airspace the next day. It was also Ill- illegal. He didn't ask Congress for permission. He was supposed to receive authorization from the UN Security Council. Um, like presidents typically ask Congress or really anyone who isn't their daughter before going on the offensive, but he didn't. Um, you know, this comes after the Muslim ban. He's basically saying. I'm upset children are dying, but they can't come over. I'm just going to kill them instead. Yeah, it's it's not okay that he's killing them, but I'm going to, like, incidentally kill them and not let them leave, so that's fine. God, he's a piece of shit. I also feel like for me, as someone who, um, you know, does work that verges on political work, um, that the reaction to Syria, I mean, people are, I feel like, with both, it's weird because Syria and North Korea are two countries that, like, when I think about them, I'm not like, what? they really got our backs. They're really trying to, yeah. they're really trying to chill with us. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, so that's scary. But also, the way the media reacted to the Syria airstrike was really weird. It was as if they, like, it was sort of one of those, like, oh, wow, yeah, finally, like, someone's taking action on the horrible things that are happening in Syria, which is true, but also, like, Someone took action in a way that was incredibly like brash and, and wrong, and it and pissed did it a bunch wrong. of people off. Yeah, and is simultaneously like him him doing some weird military like violent thing to try to say I don't like you for doing something weird and violent to your own people is like not really something I'm down to praise someone for. But the media is really into it. Um, and like- I mean, presidents who start wars typically have more luck getting reelected, which, I mean, like, was one of the reasons that Bush won again in 2004 was amidst, might I remind us all, like, literal conspiracy theories that he, like, knew about 9-11 or had a hand in it that were, like, pretty prominent. I just feel like I've the definitely reason... never tweeted Bush did 9-11. <laughs> like, the reason, one of the reasons that people who didn't even like him voted for him was they were like, you know, he's got to finish what he started. you got to give people a chance. That's why it's easier to run again as an incumbent, no matter what, but especially during a war. Like, no one likes to... I feel like people don't like to imagine, like... I start a war and then the next day I just have to like explain it to someone else and they have to take over for me. Like I think people like to think like this president has some semblance of a strategy. I should give him a chance to like see it out as far as as far as they can. And so it also kind of I'm a little shook because I kind of feel like Trump is literally playing with people's lives by trying to start a conflict so that he can improve this it's like he hasn't succeeded in anything, and his 100 days is almost yeah. up, and I think that he kind of also might be acting from this place of, I can do this thing right now that will make people talk about, like, a thing I did that they thought was cool. Like, And that's not more so with North Korea, but more with, like, Syria. Like, yeah. well, couldn't pass health care. Uh, destroyed women's rights around the world. Um, my... All of my supporters are neo-Nazis. So I guess <laughs> I'm going to like show that I have no tolerance for what Syria is doing so that no one talks about these fail- monumental failures in my first 100 days. And so that if I get us involved in a war, like people are suddenly like beholden to me. Okay, so... I mean, also, like, 
the idea that beyond maybe a long con to get himself reelected, that also this clearly stops us from talking about Russia, which, I mean, like, I probably something has happened since we got here, but basically, like, sources have confirmed that the dossier is 100% corroborated at yeah. this point. So basically that means that the intelligence community is, like, kind of not really yet, but kind of saying that, he did collude with Russia. There are tapes of it. Like, there's so much stuff yeah. happening that should remind us that Donald Trump is not presidential and also literally might not be president soon. Whether or not it's right. based on an election. Like, I just feel like he's definitely trying to distract us from things. And I know people get tired of being told, this is a distraction. Stop talking about it. It's a distraction. But, like, for real, I think the war is a distraction. I totally think it is. <laughs> And, like, we're recording this on Tuesday. This will be airing now. It is, if you're listening, it is Thursday. Jesus God, I hope we're still alive on 420. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, pray so. Pray for 420. Pray for us. Long pray for 420. 420. Hashtag and, pray for the bossy show. And look, enough. <laughs> <laughs> Save the bossy show. I'm, I will put money on Bernie Sanders tweeting about 420. Okay, so uh, uh, lots, lots to take in here. We're going to call Heather Hurlbert. <laughs> Uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, Heather uh, worked in the State Department and Congress. She was also the speechwriter for the Clintons. That is when Bill Clinton was president and then Hillary as secretary of state. Um, and she wrote this really great article on North Korea earlier this week. Uh, so she's going to help clear us clear up some of this nonsense. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for being here. So, OK, so what is your overall take on what Trump's done with foreign policy so far? Like, has he ruined all of our relationships? Is he is anything he's doing helpful or OK? You know, the good news is that um, many of our allies and friends around the world have kind of said, all right, we're just going to hang in there and wait and see if this gets better. So, um, you know, the good news is I don't think he's ruined any of our relationships irreparably yet. The bad news is that both countries we're close to and countries that oppose us are scratching their heads and trying to understand what it is he's doing. And that's just not what you want. Yeah. Like, do you think that he has... A strategy? Like, is there a strategy here with North Korea? I think he has a consistent way of looking at the world, which is not really the same thing as a strategy. But mm-hmm. he consistently believes, um, number one, he is out for himself, and therefore the U.S. should consistently only be out for itself. He doesn't see that there are situations where we do well by other countries also doing well. Everything is zero-sum. Um, Number two, he seems to see everything in terms of sort of personal gain and personal honor. So if Syrians die in a way that he finds offensive, then that's a problem for him and he wants to hit back. But if Syrians die in a way that he finds like he doesn't know about and doesn't see it, then it doesn't bother him. Um, Similarly, if he thinks the North Koreans are threatening to test a nuclear weapon because of him, then he gets all excited. But if... um, Russia moves its nuclear weapons around or um, cheats on a treaty, and he doesn't perceive that as being directed at him, he doesn't seem to care. So, like I say, that's actually pretty consistent, but it's not um, strategic in any way. Can you foresee any sort of peaceful solution with North Korea? Like, what do you see coming out of what's happened in the last couple of weeks? So North Korea is a terrible problem that there isn't any answer for. It has been a terrible problem that there isn't any answer for for the last three presidents, and all three of them managed to avoid going to war 
with North Korea. So it is totally possible for the U.S. and North Korea to avoid going to war with each other. Um, the thing that's scary is that to do that, each side has to understand the other really clearly. And um, for all the reasons that we just said, um, you know, if you're sitting in, we've never, we've never understood the North Koreans very well. It's a very closed society. Um, it's a, you know, a really small group of people around a leader who appears in some ways not to be all that stable. Um, and then the North Koreans don't understand what we're doing either. So, so that's the thing, you know, that you should be more than any specific thing that Trump or Kim Jong-un says or does. Um, the idea that you could, that, that the two sides could misunderstand each other and, you know, oh, just for example, um, you say, oh, we're sending an aircraft carrier right off your shores, but it turns out the aircraft carrier is thousands of miles away. Now imagine if the North Koreans overreact to that. Right. And then we overreact to that in return. So that's what you want to worry about. Do you think that this recent escalation is purely like a Donald Trump thing, or are there other people in the administration who have had a part in this? Um, so first, you know, um, and I, I realize um, this, this podcast is not full of Donald Trump fans, but first and foremost, this escalation is a North Korea thing. Um, the right. North Koreans love to test new presidents. They would have pulled something like this on whoever was the president of the United States. Now, most people who could have been president of the United States would not have responded by tweeting. Um, <laughs> and, you know, most cabinets in recent memory have been well enough run that you don't say that an aircraft carrier is going north when it's actually going south. So um, a lot of the the... The rhetoric that got people in the U.S. and in South Korea so frightened is totally a result of this administration um, not having its act together. But the fact that the North Koreans are testing nuclear weapons and missiles, unfortunately, would have happened without Donald Trump. Right. Do you think that the rest of the world should step in? Like, is there anything that China should be doing or anywhere else? Um, so China is the key actor because China supplies fuel to North Korea and, you know, can China could, if it wanted to, totally shut down the North Korean economy. The problem is that what China wants is a stable North Korea. They don't want millions of North Korean refugees coming over the border, and they don't want North Korea disappearing as a country and being taken over by South Korea. So China could put more pressure on North Korea, but they won't pressure them enough that anything really bad would happen there. So so China can always be more helpful, but there are limits. And frankly, there aren't that many other countries that have much influence on North Korea. We are here with Anna Akana. Hi, Anna. How are you? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. Um, Okay, so usually we start off the show with, like, you know, some light discussion about what you're passionate about, what causes you're a stand for. Um, But time is up. It's wartime. So, (laughs) (laughs) Anna, who do you save first in the nuclear war? Who do I save first? Right. Oh, man. I don't think I save anybody. Everybody's awful. Everyone's trash. Oh, my God. You bring no one into your, like, underground bunker. You're just actually going to go for it and die alone. I guess if I I had to. alone. If I had to, I mean, I can't bring cats, right? It has to be a person. No, you can bring cats, absolutely. 
then it, yeah 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 what are you passionate about like what causes are you um, I guess the you know besides animals I'm like a huge animal freak. Uh, right. <laughs> like uh, prevention of uh, teen suicide is like also a big one because mm-hmm. my sister died that way, um, and uh, saving the ocean because of all the sea babies, the sea babies, yeah, <laughs> animals yeah. of the sea. Okay, cool. So um, we are going to uh, if this isn't too dark. Um, make um, bucket lists. Cool. If that's cool with you. Um, like tensions are really at an all-time high with the U.S. and North Korea, and we live in California, which is the most likely to get hit by a North Korean missile. Nice. If you didn't know. Uh, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to make a list of like, like of all the things that we have to get done. Like, what are all the things we have to do right now? Oh man. Get them done before the nuclear winter. My- you know what I mean car has needed an oil change for two months. That's absolutely not what this is oh, about. God damn. Oh, man. But no, we can do that. I'm going to literally write that, down the list. Like, is that what it takes? Is the threat of a nuclear <laughs> war is what it takes for me to be like, I really got to get that tire light taken care of? Wait, I'm going to actually write down a list. So Carmen so far is an oil change. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if we're going that route, I'll get a boob job. Oh, my, oh my God. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a lot more fun. Yeah. I like. I, I feel like I would be on board with a boob job, but I'm worried that they'll feel different. You know what I mean? Boob technology has come a long way. Yeah. But I also, just, like... I hate change. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, if the ultimate thing is that, like, death is imminent, that it's sort of, yeah. like, maybe it'll be weird for, like, but, a week, but you'll have, like, also, like, have cool boobs for, like, a week. Yeah, but yeah. also... Not like, that you don't have cool... This is getting... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, you know when you're, like, you know when you're, like, in bed or, like, when you're alone, like, sometimes you just, like, touch your boobs because, like, you have them and, like, why sure, not? Sure, Jill. Yeah. No, like, you guys I mean, do I that. don't, which is why I would get the job. You guys, you don't do this? <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jill's bucket list includes like, when touching I, no, I'm herself. Just, I'm just saying when I, I'm, like, laying down, like, you know, like, this is a comfortable position for me, like, having my hand just over holding my boob. your boob? Just, yeah. Just, just this? Yeah. I don't How know. Is this? I thought this was like a universal thing with like. I mean, maybe if you have boobs. boobs. I, yeah. I like like I feel like this is insulting. Like like <laughs> like there's nothing there. What? Why am I holding nothing? <laughs> okay, so Anna boob job, Jill tentatively boob job, <laughs> scared of change. Um, except, yeah, you're right. I have to like give up the idea of change because I might die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you will die for sure, a hundred percent. I was gonna say tell. Tell the people you want to tell that you love them. That was what wow. I was going to say. So, wow. So you're not telling them that you love them now? No. no. <laughs> you're like, I'm getting a boob job instead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, boob job, confessing the way I really feel. Confess your love. Confess- I just got one. I don't know, there's a lot of people out there yeah. that are scared. Like, tell them how you feel. Get it out. Yeah. We're going to die in a nuclear war. I mean, I guess you should fuck one last time before you die. Definitely. In nuclear yeah. war, yeah. That's got to be on the bucket list. I'll put that on all our lists. I'm going to tweet that. all my drafts before the nuclear war. <laughs> 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 I'm going to tweet every single draft. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Maybe go back to the Grand Canyon while it exists. Yeah. I guess I'd kill, like, my enemies. Oh, my God. Right? Uh, like, if we're all going to die anyway, like, I want I want to see the life leave their eyes. <laughs> right. So, so murder. Or just like invite them over, say you want to make peace and use them as a human shield yeah. like when the mm-hmm. nuclear dust starts to approach. What is it even? Mm-hmm. No one knows what it's like. I think, no, no one knows. No one knows. I think like a big thing for me would be like I've always wanted to live in a mansion. Mm. And so like if I can't like get there by way of waiting a long time and like having a long career, then I think like we should 
bust into someone's mansion and live there. You're going to squat in yeah. a mansion. Yeah. Like, like the whole, like, loot and... Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they they would probably be in, like, their bunker. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The empty. mansions will be yeah. unattended. Yeah. 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 Right, that's a, yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. So they'll be in their bunkers and I'll be like, well, we're all going to die anyway, so I'm just going to yeah, die be, like, in the mansion. Yeah, I'm going to be, like, taking a bath in a clawfoot tub. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God, I love a good bath. Bath. I'm writing bath. 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 I love baths. <laughs> Get that last nuclear war bath. <laughs> bath bomb. get it I do that'd be so meta yeah I'm gonna write that down too I feel like I would just like hole up somewhere with my friends and family and like take drugs yeah (laughs) right like just like (laughs) with your friends yeah just be like we're all gonna die I'm gonna get the whole squad together (laughs) friends and fam and we are going to drop yeah (laughs) well while you're breaking into mansions and looting them I'm gonna go ahead and like steal a bunch of Evian from a course or from my bunker. Yeah, I guess if the nuclear war was happening, it would be really interesting to see what happened. I mean, people would just pillage and loot and rape. Yeah. But see, I would just want to live my dreams. Like, I'd be like, I'm gonna get, like, brunch at the chateau. <laughs> I don't think, I feel like, no one's gonna be working there. Yeah, I was gonna say, there, and there's not enough time. What, are you gonna have, go have a nice brunch while the world <laughs> is exploding? The, Ivanka Trump gets to do it. She's rich. Oh my god. Well, if you're gonna They're rob gonna a, a bunch of people. Yeah. Also wanna go to Disneyland? I wanna rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, Disney, like you guys in Dying in Disney I think would be dark. Yeah. Oh, that I don't wanna die there. I'm just saying like no, I don't want to spend another second. Like, is it the, okay, theater. is the bucket list, like, we know that there's, like, a missile headed our way, or is the bucket list, like, no, we no. are in war, right. we got to live our last I think dream, that we, so there's, like, a period of normalcy I think there. we I think we deviated. What I meant is that, like, right now, these are things that we have to be doing right now. Like, we have to get this shit done, because the threat is there. It's mm-hmm. like, maybe a bomb drops next week probably won't but i'm just saying so it's like the, you know if if we had say we had a week i'm sending hillary clinton mail that's you already do that i, <laughs> I know but i need to send her a last note <laughs> send hillary a last note <laughs> i'll stand for you from the crypt stop wow Guys, I don't know. I'm like a super emotional person. I think I would literally just go around telling everyone how I feel. <laughs> I, I definitely do feel like whenever I feel really apocalyptic about the things that are happening in the world and here, um, I do tend to be like, it would be so sad if we survived a time of turmoil or had to see a time of turmoil and I didn't like say X to this person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that would suck. So, wait, my bucket list. I'm buying, I'm commissioning, during the period of calm, I'm commissioning a plane to ride around the United States and specifically red states in the sky with a huge banner that says Hillary was right. Just, or maybe like a few planes. So like one's like, Hillary was right. And then one's like, Hillary won. Hillary was right. Plane. And one just says, Eric Trump is ugly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to recap, uh, we have um, Carmen's bucket list so far. Oil change. <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> Tweet. Was not, was, I added it to all of ours. Okay. We all want to do that. Like, okay, it was yeah. unanimous. Um, tweet your drafts. Tweet my drafts. Steal Evian because she likes Evian. I need it in the bunker. <laughs> um, send Hillary a last note via mail. Um, and commission a plane that flies 
pr- nationally with a banner that says Hillary was right. Also Disneyland. 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 Oh right, but this is this is like moments before we die. Yeah. Yeah. And her brunch at Chateau. Brunch at Chateau, right. My uh bucket list is boob job uh, with a question mark next to it. Definitely holding your boob though. Touching my boobs more for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not sexually, just like a comfortability thing. Um confess your love to everyone that you feel love for. Rob a mansion. Um, robbing. Take a bath. Use a bath bomb and also fuck. And uh, Anna, we have boob job, no question mark. Definitely boob job. Fuck. For sure. Murder. Mm-hmm. Watch the life drain out of someone's eyes, I think was a direct quote from you. <laughs> and take drugs with your family. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually such oh. a good idea. I feel like if, okay, if the situation escalates though, and I like could camp out on the East Coast and maybe like live it out, right? I mean, honestly, I'd have to decide. Like, I I came to California ready to die. Um, Moved here like, yo, knowing my luck, like, I'll set up in this place and it will break off from the United States and sink into the ocean. (laughs) So, like, I feel like I live in that area of, like, any day now could be. Right. Yeah. But if I could, like, if I feel like, I feel like if I knew I could avoid dying slash escape momentarily, Mm -hmm. perhaps... I would fly to the Washington, the greater Washington, D.C. area and punch Richard Spencer in the face. Holy shit. That's yeah. a good one. Also, like, I would like to not punch, just slap Paul Ryan. Yeah. I would love slap Let's that guy. Let's do that to them. Then we all get back on planes to the. <laughs> we all got back on a flight with them to here. Mm-hmm. And then Anna can live out her last dream of killing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good person Her, to kill. Yeah, yeah, any of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Any last thoughts on these just these dark times, guys? We seem really emotional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, Anna, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having Keeping me. Keeping it light. Keeping Keep it, it light. light. <laughs> Keeping it, keep it loose. <laughs> uh, you can follow Anna on Twitter at Anna Akana. Um, you can uh, subscribe to her on YouTube at youtube.com slash Anna Akana. And also, she has a book coming out June 13th. You can buy it on Amazon. It's called So Much I Want to Tell You, Letters to My Little Sister. Thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah, thank you for being here. I hope one day you get to kill your enemies. Me too. Thanks for listening to The Bossy Show. Obviously, all of this is really scary, and we're being super sardonic about dying in the nuclear winter and all. But, like, truly, what else is there to do? It's hard not to feel completely helpless in a time like this. It feels really unfair that two borderline, unrealistically dumb men just get to decide if they want to end the world or not. And we get to sit around with our thumbs up our asses like, so are we getting bombed or what? But keep your heads up. As always, stay woke and stay vigilant. Show Trump that we're watching. Remember that this is far from the first time it's felt like we were on the brink of world-ending war. And it won't be the last. In the meantime, focus on actionable things we can still do to help. Don't lose sight of the fight to release Donald Trump's tax returns. Keep calling your reps. Keep up with the ever-evolving healthcare battle. And keep dragging the administration on Twitter. That's all for this episode of The Bossy Show. Make sure to tune in next week. Want to get involved? Here's something you can do right now to make a difference. Follow in the footsteps of anti-Maxine Waters and reach for the stars. Call your representatives on Capitol Hill and tell them you want Congress to keep Trump in check with respects to military force. And if that is impossible, move forward with impeaching him. Why not dream? We're literally maybe going to die. Call 202-224-3121 to be connected to your senators and rep. Special thanks to Anna Akana and Heather Hurlbert for being on our show. 
Follow at The Bossy Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr for pics from inside the show and more. The Bossy Show is recorded at Sonic Pool Post Productions in Hollywood. Music by Johnny Franco and audio engineering by Drew Frost. See you next time. Jill, they can't see us. <laughs>